Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Amen. Say favor. favor. Say I am favored. We all need God's favor. Let's go to Isaiah 61 in verse number 2. Lord, help me to finish in less than 30 minutes. I'm sure we know this popular scripture, Isaiah 61. It's a scripture that at the beginning of his ministry, the Lord Jesus Christ declared it, proclaimed it over his life when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news um, um, to the poor and so forth and so on. And in verse number two, in the amplified, classic amplified version, he says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Say acceptable year of the Lord. And, and, and then the classic amplified version puts this phrase in brackets, the year of his favor. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. To comfort. Last week we spoke a lot about crying out to God. Is that whenever we cry, whenever we are in pain, whenever we are in sorrow, there will be a time when God will show up to comfort you in this instance, even by just looking upon you favorably. Verse 2 in the New Living Translation says, He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Say, the time of the Lord's favor has come. And then, Take note, and with it, and with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies. So, you are mourning, you are in pain. God says, now it's time for me to favor you. But not only will I favor you, I'm going to respond to those who are making you cry. The scripture in the book of Psalm 102 that says, this is the time to favor Zion. It says, yes, the set time has come. The set time has come. A long time ago, there, there was another man of God we invited to come and preach at our church. And he, he sang, he wrote a song around that scripture, uh, uh, which, which was saying, this is the time of favor. A time of favor. The sad time has come. The sad time has come. Say, the sad time has come. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We pray that you speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to start off by just talking about the significance of a year. It's actually a reminder. I said this at the beginning of this year. The significance of a year. A year is a, is a cycle of time. It's a cycle of time. God 
recognizes a year, a month, a week. That's why even the Israelites had a calendar. When God took them out of Egypt, he said, this shall be the beginning of months. In other words, you start calculating the events in your lives from this particular event. So a year is a cycle of time. It is a period or a season where God chooses to do certain things in a particular way. That's why the Bible says to everything there is a season. There is a time for every purpose under the sun. God recognizes times and seasons. That's why the Bible even says about him, he changes times and seasons. So if there are things that he wants to do, he will look at the season, the time that you are in, and he will even intervene to change that particular time. That's why it was even possible for, for, for him to come in the middle of a year in the lives of the children of um, Israel and he did that miracle for them and he said but from now it shall be the beginning of month so he was resetting ah. a, a, a calendar for them resetting. he was resetting a calendar uh, uh, for them so to every purpose under the sun th there is a time there is a season that has been appointed by God uh, 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 for it the Bible also says that God uh, crowns a year with his goodness uh, he chooses a particular period and he decides that during this year I'm going to put a crown of my goodness. Job 36 verse 11 puts it this way, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. So there is a time when God just simply decides. In his own infinite wisdom, he decides. In this season, I'm going to do certain things in a particular way, and I don't have to ask for permission. That's why then the Bible encourages us. It talks about the sons of Issachar. The Bible says they had the understanding of times so that Israel may know what to do. You know, when we read that scripture, we don't read it in full. We, we talk about the first part that says the sons of Issachar had the understanding of times. But the, the, the following line says, so that Israel may know what to do. Because in a particular season, the, the greatest gift that God can give you is to discern a, a season. And so that you can behave or carry yourself in a particular way because the season has changed. It is accommodating certain things uh, uh, in your life. That's why Jesus talking to, um, I think, the Pharisees, he said, you guys, you are able to look at the clouds and predict that today it's going to rain or it's going to be sunny, but yet you, you lack the understanding or the discerning of times and seasons. So in our lives, it's very important that as we walk and live in the spirit, we must be able to discern times because uh, sometimes you can make right decisions in a wrong season. And sometimes you can make wrong decisions in a right season. And that's why we must descend times and be able to sense what's going on in God's calendar for my life and how am I supposed to respond in this particular season. So that's why it's important, Bazalwane, that we, we must enter each and every year uh, with 
certain declarations that we make based on what is it that God is saying to us. Do not listen to those who mock us when we come with themes and we declare things over a year. Um, as a Christian, as a child of God, God has given you um, that gift. He has given you that grace so that you can be able to speak things which are not like him as though they are. And it does not matter even if you, you've had a difficult year this time. Just tell yourself that uh, 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 the next one is going to be better. But here's the trick as I'm speaking this, it's still 2023. So when I'm saying a bad year, I'm not referring to 2023. I'm referring to 2022. That even if you've had the roughest 2022, tell yourself because 2023 is not yet finished. Tell yourself that I'm not going to finish this year still defeated, still weak, still broke, still distressed and yeah. depressed. But I declare that I, I'm going to finish this year strong. I, I, I believe that God is, is, is able to do something even with a second that is left. That's why last night we were on our toes until the very last second. Why? Because we, we know that even in the natural, anything can happen. In the game of rugby, you can just go and make a cup of tea and come back and realize that, hey, you know, like, like myself, I couldn't take the, the semifinals. I couldn't take, my wife can tell, I couldn't take the semifinals. I, I was like, oh my goodness. When England scored and they had, I think the score was 15, 16. Uh, and I looked at the time, I was like, oh Jesus. I said to my wife, I'm going to sleep. This is enough. I have enough trauma with Kaiser Chiefs. I'm going to sleep. And I went, I slept. When I woke up in the morning, oh Jesus. With just a few minutes left, anything can happen. So if it can happen in the natural, what more in the supernatural? Tell yourself, the Bible says, our paths shine brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. So I cannot step into a new day and experience the same or lesser light than yesterday. I cannot step into a new year and experience the same or lesser light like last year. I am saying to somebody this morning, 2023 is not over yet. God can still do exceedingly, abundantly above we can ever ask or think. So the Lord Jesus Christ came out of a tough season of being tested in the wilderness, in the book of Luke. Tempted by the devil. And yet, after that season, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. He, he begins to declare these things and he says, I'm here to announce the year of God's favor. That's what he says. I am here to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, he was saying, this is not a season and a time of things that are not acceptable in my life. Unacceptable things... They have an expiry date. In other words, you are saying, I am saying I'm entering into a season where I'm not just going to settle for anything that comes my way. God has given me the power to speak things which are not as though they are. Remember, Barcelona, at the beginning of this year, 2023, we declared this is the 
Jesus year. We entered this year declaring that it is the Jesus year and the Jesus year is the year of the Lord. It's another way of saying it is the year of the Lord. But take note, when Jesus came the first time around, the Bible says he was full of grace and truth. So in other words, when we are saying it is the year of the Lord, we were also indirectly saying it is the year of grace and truth because grace and truth is Jesus personified. I'm trying to push myself so that I can finish on time. Now the word grace, if you study the Bible, it also means favor. It is unmerited favor. When we define grace, it is defined as unmerited favor. So Luke chapter number 2 verse 52 tells us about Jesus. It says he increased in wisdom and in stature. And it says and in favor with God and with men. So if Jesus was grace personified, it also means Jesus was favor personified. So when we were declaring that this is the year of Jesus, we were also declaring that this is the year of grace. But little did we know that it had an undertone of favor. Little did we know that God just wanted us to focus on Jesus because he knew that behind Jesus there is grace. And behind that grace there is favor. So we had to begin this year scratching the surface not knowing what is behind the surface. Have you ever bought a ticket trying to enter a competition? It has that silver thing on top with numbers underneath. And before you can access the numbers, you must begin to scratch the surface. And we began this year focusing on Jesus, not knowing that God was giving us an opportunity to scratch the surface because there were numbers that were hidden underneath the revelation of who Jesus is. We said we are going to explore this Jesus, who he is and what he has done. And little did we know that there was something that he had already done and all that we needed to do was to focus on him enough oh fixing our eyes on Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith and little did we know that as we were laboring on the topic talking Jesus everything month in and month out talking Jesus praying Jesus declaring Jesus and Jesus was just leading us to a place of grace to a place of truth but most importantly to a place of favor favor Bazalohane, is God's choice favor is God's choice I, I remember, I remember my, my, my mother, you know, you know how parents have their phrase, they, they just have their phrases that they coin, they have a language that they use, so, 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 when, 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 when my, my mom uh, sees you with, with having that ability to, to, to know how to put clothes together, you know, you know those people who know how to take things that you will never uh, suspect that they can go together, and, and my mom had this phrase that she would use, she would say, hey, une choice. In other words, you have the ability
ability to choose the right item that will go with another item. She will say, "Une choice." In, in in other words, you know how to put things together. So favor is God's choice. It is the it is it is God's ability to choose uh, things that are supposed to go well together at the right time to happen in a right moment, linked to all. That's why the Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord because God makes decisions on our behalf. So favor is God's choice. It is when God has decided on something and he does not have to explain himself. I'm going to say it one more time. It is when God wakes up and he is in a certain mood and he just simply decides to do something. Let me tell you this and he does not have to explain himself. So in other words, God might make a decision that will make you not to be happy with what he has decided to do for someone else. It is called favor. Somebody puts it this way, favor, it ain't fair. Favor does not have to do with your feelings and emotions on God's decisions. When God decides to bless somebody, he is going to bless them anyway. God does not have to consult with your neighbor. He does not have to consult with your cousin who hates you. He does not have to consult with your grandmother who cursed you 10 years ago when God decides I'm going to favor you he is going to favor you it is when God decides I'm going to put my hand on this one and I don't have to justify myself in my actions in other words I don't have to check with goodwill whether he feels comfortable with my decision of placing my hand over this one when God decides it is called favor Remember the Bible says many are called, a few are chosen. That word chosen there means to be favored. Hey, many are called. God calls a lot of us, but he will decide to single somebody out and put his hand upon him. And, and we will be frustrated thinking, but I'm also called. I'm also called. But when God has decided, he has decided. You can have colleagues at work doing the same job as you, having the same qualification or even more. But when God decides, I'm going to put my hand on you, he does not have to explain himself. You can have somebody who speaks better English than you. They feel more qualified than you. They feel they are better than you. But once God decides, he does not have to explain himself. He does not have to justify himself. He says, I am God and I can do whatsoever. Say, I am favored. It is when you are favored, it is when God decides to do something great and he chooses you as a candidate or a beneficiary. <laughs> it is when God decides he's sitting in heaven, he comes up with a plan, he comes up with a vision, he comes up with provision and out of nowhere, he says, I'm going to put you in the equation. Even you yourself, you'll ask yourself, but I know me. Why me? And God says, I don't have to explain myself even to you. I've decided it's my choice. It's called favor. Say, may God favor me. One more time, may God, may God favor me. 
To be favored is to be singled out. It is to be preferred more than others. To be favored is to be chosen amongst many. Why are you chosen? Simply because God has the ability to choose. What did I do? I don't know. God made his own decision. Why me, Lord? David is asking. Simply because God has decided. Do you understand how strange the event in the house of Jesse? He knows his sons better. And when the prophet shows up with a horn, he says, oh, oh, I, I was, I've been praying for this. I've been descending this for years. Oh, Chateau Kapaya. I know who deserves the oil. And God says, nah. The first one comes, nah. The second one comes, nah. The third one comes, no. The fourth one comes, no. The fifth one comes, no. Six, no. Seven, no. And the father said, if not these ones, then who? Oh, by the way, there's that one who does not matter. That one, we even gave him the responsibility of not being around when decisions are made. When opportunities are created, he must not even be around because but God being God says go get him that's favor God making his own choice I'm going to put my hand upon whosoever I want to put my hand upon and no one can say anything about it God has blessed who can curse. God has blessed who can reverse it. No matter how upset we can be with God's choices, God's choices will be forever God's choices. Let me close with this one. We see the principle of favor in the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus. We see number one that favor locates. Say God's favor will locate me. The Bible says in Luke 1 verse 26, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. What does that mean? No matter where I am. Even when I am in a disadvantaged place. Even when I am hidden somewhere in the bush like David. But favor will locate me. Say favor will locate me. You might be working for that company and they have put you somewhere at the back. But when favor, when the set time has come, favor will locate you. Maybe your name is not even mentioned in boardrooms. But when God has decided, I have chosen you. I have made my decision. Favor will locate you. Say favor will locate me. That's why as a child of God, you don't have, you don't have to fight for your, for your place. You don't have to 
to fight for new positions. You don't have to toy toy with the rest of the people fighting to be recognized, fighting to be seen. You need to believe God when I am favored, favor knows my address. God will send for you. The Bible says God, I mean, calls an angel. Hey, there's a specific girl I am looking for. Go find her. I'm sure the angel was wondering, what's the big deal about this Mary? And I'm sure we have many assumptions in our minds, why Mary? But I'm about to bust our bubbles. I'm about to demonstrate that it is nothing but favor. Say, God will send for me. No matter where I am. God will send for me. Take it from me. I'm just a young boy from a township called Butang in Delmas. Nobody knows where that is in the great scheme of things. I'm married to a girl who comes from Mpumpulu. But grace will locate you wherever you are. Number two, grace, favor will single you out. You will be chosen amongst the remnant. Yes, we need to do our best to obey God. And I believe Mary did did that. She positioned herself with the basic requirements of being in a relationship with God. Simply waiting for a moment of favor. Do your part and leave the rest in the hands of God. The Bible tells us that she was a virgin. That's a decision that positions you for favor. But it is not a decision that will cause God to favor you. Why am I saying that? Even if she was a virgin, she was not the only one. Surely in Galilee, there were others. But favor singled her out amongst them. When you decide I'm going to be a virgin in this area, you're just simply positioning yourself. But it can only be favor that can single you out, out of the remnant and say, at this set time, it does not mean a time will not come for my neighbor. It does not mean a time will not come for the next one. But at this moment, it is my set time. It's my time of favor. And I don't have to be apologetic about it. Mary was not going to check other virgins in the town and say, are you okay? The angel visited me yesterday. Did they come to you as well? Oh, maybe, maybe we must wait. Before I say anything, maybe we must wait for another angel to come to you. You know, I don't want to make you feel embarrassed. No, no, no. It's my set time. The set time has come. The set time has come. And I'm going to enjoy every moment of it. The Bible says to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Singled out. Not the only one. But singled out by favor. Well positioned for favor. Number three. Favor is his presence upon you. It is when God decides 
I will be with you. Favor is not luck or chance or some force that is upon you. But favor is God with you. When the angel came to Mary, the angel said, rejoice. Underline. Highly favored one. That's favor. The Lord is with you. So in other words, you thought you were cool by making decisions of being a virgin. It was not because you were smart. God was with you. I don't know about you. I've been through seasons where I thought I have escaped through my own wisdom. But God was with me. Preserving me and setting me up for a time of favor. There were moments where I could have blundered in my decisions. But God sat on me. And another song says, and mercy said no. When I could have said yes. God twisted my heart and my mind and said, not that way. You are walking away from favor. And in moments when I should have taken certain decisions, mercy said no, because God was on me. Says God is with you. Oh, I'm thinking about Joseph in the palace. The Bible says he was a successful man and everything that he touched prospered because God was with him. I am thinking about David. He says, even though I go, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. I am talking to somebody in this place that all that I am praying for is that God sit on me. Even when I want to say yes because of my own carnal and selfish desires, sit on me, God. Pressurize me not to say yes. Oh God, I pray. Oh, be with me, oh Father. Whenever I am weak, be with me. Whenever the devil wants me to say yes, help me to say no. Be with me. That's why when, that's why when, that's why when Jacob was praying and he was saying, God, if you can bless me, like you blessed my grandfather Abraham and you blessed my father Isaac, Lord, I am going to give you a tithe of all. But here's one request that he threw in there. He said that you may be with me. I I saw you being with Abraham, my grandfather. I I saw how being with him has preserved him. I saw how you were with my father Isaac. You were with him. And I can attribute everything in his life by just you being with him. And therefore, God, I promise you, I will give you the tithe of all. All that I am asking for, be with me, oh God. When I go to work and they are rubbing me off the wrong way, be with me me oh God when I feel anger and jealousy boiling up in my heart be with me oh God when that man wants me to sin against you be with me oh God when I want to walk away from you be with me oh God when I want to speak against you be with me sit upon me oh God 
that you may be with me that you may be with me in this crazy world that you may be with me that when I when I'm about to turn around a corner and there's somebody who wants to shoot somebody somebody who wants to hijack somebody God be with me when I cannot protect myself be with me when I cannot stand up for myself be with me when I cannot answer for myself be with me when people feel like they have an upper hand be with me be with me, be with me. With this one, I don't even trust myself. I, I can only say, be with me. In this dying world, be with me. In this crazy world, be with me. In this world where people are bewitching one another, be with me. That's why when Moses was walking in the wilderness, he says to God, God, if I have found favor, with you he says may your presence be with me and God simply responds by saying I'll be with you I said, I'll show you that I've favored you I'll be with you I'll be with you if God is with me I can face anything in difficult seasons as long as I can sense your presence it's reason enough for me not to give up for as long as I can sense your hand upon my life, it's reason enough for me to not to give up. It's reason for me to take another step, to say one more prayer, to give one more offering, to attend one more church service. As long as I can know that you are with me. You will be treated differently when the presence of God is upon your life. Even Mary herself asked, has asked us, what kind of a greeting is this one? In other words, she was saying, I've had people being greeted in a special way. But what kind of a greeting is this one? Number four, favor is for greatness. God does not waste his favor for small little things. God does not have to favor you for you to produce anything within your means. God does not have to waste his favor on something that you can do because you are educated, because you have connections. God does not have to wait. He only favors us for greatness. Take note, when, he, when the angel speaks to Mary, the angel says, you are going to be pregnant. Shall carry a son. And you shall name him Jesus. You see, when favor has located you, even what you are going to release, you cannot name it. Why? It's unexplainable. There are children who were given birth under certain situations and circumstances. We name them after the weather conditions. We name them after the situation that we were in. We name them after their grandfather. We name them after their father. But when you are pregnant with something that is of God, only God can give it a name. Because it has nothing to do with you, but it has everything to do with his greater plan. Surely Mary was not aware that God wanted to save the world. He says you are going to have a baby and you shall name him Jesus because he's going to save the world. I'm sure in her wildest dreams. In her wildest dreams, she never had a plan to save the world. But by reason of favor upon her life, 
qualifies for greatness. The Bible does not say she was barren. It says she was a virgin. In other words, she was going to get pregnant. Remember, she was about to get married. She was a fiancé. About to be, as a matter of fact, Joseph wanted to run away. That's a strong man. So in other words, God had to say, I'm not going to waste my favor for something that you can do. You, you have the capacity to be pregnant. You're about to get a husband. You will be pregnant. But before you come into contact with your husband, let me step in, number one. Number two, let me just show you that you are not going to carry according, you're not going to carry something according to your own dreams and visions and aspirations. The son that you want so that you can look good before your family. The son that you want because you want to prove a point that you are fertile. But by reason of favor, what you are carrying is God is going to be great. So God does not favor you for the sake of favoring you or to prove a point. It is because there's something great and he wants to do. Say favor. And lastly, favor comes with its own influence. You cannot help favor. You cannot assist favor. You, you cannot aid favor. It comes with its, with its own influence. When the angel said to Mary, you are going to be pregnant with someone great, she says, how can it be? Because I have nothing to do with it. I have not come into, the only way I know I can get pregnant is when I am connected to somebody who has the capacity and the ability to impregnate me. When God promises you a big job and you're asking yourself, how can it be? Because I don't have connections in the right place. And the angel said, this is not about your connection to any man. This is not about your educational background. This is not about your ability to be pregnant as a woman. This is not about your ability to look cute before Joseph. What is exactly in The angel says the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. you shall conceive. When God promises you greatness in your life, don't look at who do you know in the equation who might make things happen. God can use anyone, anywhere, anyhow. I was talking to somebody. You see, when I say favor comes with its own influence, this is what I mean. God is able to influence things without you knowing. He starts a, an equation without you knowing. Not knowing that 
The Holy Spirit is in motion, influencing things. That's why the Bible says, He works out all things to work together for your good. So there are certain things which can be emotion, in motion without you being aware. Yeah. That God has already started with his influence. Yeah. With his influence. Yeah. With his influence. Yeah. Working out how to position you to receive what he wants to give you. Favor comes with his own. That's why we need to be sensitive when we step into holy grounds. Let's please stand on our feet. There are certain God moments that he will orchestrate because he is influencing things to work out for your good. Because sometimes when God begins, we resist. We want to sabotage his plan. We want to come in. I'm reminded of Samson. God has a plan, had a plan. And he said, I only want to influence things here. But what did Samson do? He wanted to help God's favor. And unfortunately, it did not end well with him. Allow God to do. That's why I love the response of Mary after this whole encounter and moment of favor. She says, let it be unto me according to your will. As embarrassing as it is that I'm, I'm going to be pregnant even my fiance will not know how did it happen? And according to the Jewish laws of the day, she was supposed to be stoned. She got pregnant out of wedlock. She says, let it be unto me according to your will. As complicated and as confusing as it sounds, I don't have to understand it for now. But let it be in my life according to your will. Sometimes God will take you through difficult seasons, painful seasons. Don't rush to step out of them because of desperation. Allow the process to work itself out. Because the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit will be preparing things behind the scenes for you. Allow God every day. Even when Joseph wanted to run away, the influence of the Holy Spirit reached out to Joseph yes. to make him understand that you don't have to Run away. This is of God. Stay. Stay with this. I know, Joseph, it's embarrassing. Stay with it. See the process unfold. Stay with it. Protect this because it is of God. 
I mean, I'm sure at some point Joseph, when Jesus now turned out to be Jesus, and it was obvious to everyone, I'm sure Joseph was saying, ha ha, that's my son. He forgot that he wanted to run away. Forgot that he wanted to abandon the child. I'm sure he was saying, oh, that's my boy right there. Look at him raising Lazarus. That's my boy. Look at him changing water into wine. That's my boy. That's my boy. Forgot that he wanted to run away. When God has favored you, he will do exceedingly, abundantly above you can ever ask or think. Just lift up your hands. The Bible says we need to entreat favor. Just take 60 seconds and just pray for the Lord's favor upon your life. Wherever you are, wherever you go, entreat the Lord's favor. Father, we thank you that we are in the middle of the year of the Lord. The year of the same favor that was upon Jesus. Where your word declares that he found favor with you and with men. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ, according to your word. Let this favor manifest. We declare in this place before the year ends, we will experience your favor. We will see your favor in our families. We will see your favor in our businesses. We will see your favor in our careers. We will see your favor in our callings. Thank you that we will not be stranded. We will not be a laughing stock. We will not be put to shame. Because your favor will locate us. Your favor will single us out. Your favor, oh God will manifest as your presence upon our lives. Your favor will unleash greatness from within us. Your favor, oh God, we pray that will bring, it will bring influence around us. Your favor will influence things to work out for our good. Thank you that we will not be put to shame. We are not going to be a laughing stock, but we will experience your favor. We will experience, oh God, your favor in the name of Jesus. The kind of favor that only you can give, oh God. Cause men to think about us in hidden corridors. Cause our names to come into people's minds, oh God. Whenever big decisions are made, great doors are opened, oh Father. May our names all of a sudden surface for no reason. May we experience your favor in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God. Favor in the boardrooms, oh God. Favor in the corridors. Favor in the streets. Favor, oh God. Favor in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for favor. We thank you for being preferred by you. For being chosen by you. We deem it a privilege. Because we know it is not an entitlement. Father, when heaven makes decisions, may we be candidates. May we be beneficiaries of those great decisions that are made in heaven. 
We give you praise. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give Jesus a big hand of praise. Come on, let's give Jesus a big hand of praise in this place. Hallelujah. Hi there. This is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you.